You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. going on everybody welcome back to another episode of independent waters i am your host mikey manfredi and with me as always is your other host zach batista zach how are you doing my man i am elated right now i didn't have work today i watched some fucking fantastic wrestling for this show and i'm so excited to talk about it about all right I'm still. I'm also still talking about my matches. I definitely had some good ones, and I'm very, very excited to uh, share them. And I'm very excited to uh, revisit some ones that I've seen before that I know you haven't seen. Oh, yeah. uh, and it's gonna be fun. I cannot wait to hear your reaction to uh, to a certain match you have later on. Ooh. I'm sure. Ooh, I can't wait. Um, well, what's been up, Zach? Before we start, let's have a conversation real quick. What's been up? How you been doing? I've been doing good. Eh, you know, work work from home with COVID and all that. Ah, uh, yeah, I mean... Eh, it gets the day to go by. I like with what I do. I, then the, the rest of the day is basically I just work out, and then I lay around and either watch wrestling or play video games for the rest of the day. Living hey, the man, sounds, sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I mean, I've been fine. I've also just been working in this COVID-fueled world. Uh, everything kind of sucks, but hey, we're here to brighten up your day. Exactly. Give you a little bit of fun, fun little gems from the indie wrestling world that we found on our journey through the independent sea. Yep. And uh, who started last week, Zach? Do you um, remember? I believe, I want to say that I started last week, actually. All right. Then if you don't mind, I think I'm going to kick us off this week. Go I'm for gonna it. I'm going to kick us off with Kushida versus Bushi from Defiant Wrestling from the Pro Wrestling World Cup second round. Hmm. This match this match was good. Uh, I was very excited because I... I no Kushida in the past has shown me matches that I really, really like. Yep. And that Kushida is just really, really good. He can be and I've heard a lot about Bushi uh, from New Japan. And I thought uh, this was a great match so I can watch a little bit of Kushida and watch a little bit of somebody new. Mm-hmm. And uh, fuse the two worlds together, you know? And just... Exactly. Uh, Best this, of both worlds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This match was good. Uh, Bushi was playing the heel literally the whole time of course he was just like doing all the heel shit he was choke he was trying to choke out uh kushida with his shirt at some points mm. he was doing the eye pokes he had the green mist on deck nice yeah uh but in this match also there was some sick reversals between the two of them uh they were like going really back and forth a lot of the match like there was no i felt like there was no really time where one of them was dominating the match i felt like it was very back and forth the entire time and it was like this reversal, then this person would do a little bit, then this person would do a little bit, then there would be a big reversal, and it would be a big sequence, and it was like, it was pretty cool. Mm. Um, the issue I have with this match, though, is that they kind of played up the ending a little weird. Oh, how so? Uh, so what happened was, uh, Bushi was going for the green mist on Kushida, but then Kushida ducks out of the way, and he hits the ref with the green mist. Okay. 
And in that time, Bushi pins Kushida. Okay. Kushida taps out Bushi, and then Bushi pins Kushida again, and there is no ref this whole time. There's three finishes to the match that the ref didn't see, and they didn't call out a second ref. But huh. finally, towards the end, uh, I think Bushi or Kushida grabs the ref and rolls him back in the ring. Uh, and then uh, Kushida locks in his hoverboard lock and wins the match. Finally, the ref finally sees one of the endings. <laughs> so there was like four different times this match should have been over, but there was no ref to see it. Huh. And it was like, and it was like, okay. It's the Pro Wrestling World Cup. If one ref is out, when are you going to either send out another one or get this ref's ass back in the ring? Like, there, like, there needs to be something here, gotcha. you know? I will say that is an interesting idea, though, to have, like, the crowd watch to them both beat each other and them get progressively more annoyed and into a really wanting Koshida to win since he's, I believe you said he pinned the guy twice and... Got yeah, uh, Bushi pinned Kushida twice, and Kushida tapped out Bushi ah, twice. That was it. Wow. So it was just like two cool. tap outs and two pins, and it's like, what? Interesting. Very interesting. I wonder if anything happened with those two after that match. Yeah, I don't know. If there was a story there, that would have been cool, because, I mean, that would have made that, that would have made that ending make way more sense, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, it was the Pro Wrestling World Cup, so I didn't feel like there wasn't really much after that, because then Kushida just went on to his next round. Ah, okay. I don't know. I thought it was good though. Like it was, it was a weird ending, but I thought it was good. Uh, I think I'm just gonna give it a like a hard meh. Like it was fine. Uh, there was nothing crazy about. Like it was, it was cool. There were some cool sequences. There were some cool reversals. But uh, that weird ending kind of took me out of it a little bit because I'm like, come on, where's another ref or something? Uh, yeah. Like, come on, it's yeah. the Pro Wrestling World Cup. Like you, like, like it's that's the unfortunate not, thing just, when if an ending isn't as good as the match itself because it kind of sours your whole like experience of it yeah it was a bummer for sure but uh like i said it otherwise it was fine so i'm giving it a hard and meh mm. okay well going on from that here we here at independent waters try to find gems that are just <laughs> we hidden. here we we <laughs> here at the... <laughs> we try to find gems on hit the, the uh, books network the sea of matches all across the web and such and anywhere we can find it so for my for today i decided that i was going to find a wrestling uh, federation that I was not aware of with two oh, dudes who I'd never heard of. Okay. When I ended up upon was I believe, hold on, let me make sure, make sure I say this correctly, it is Empire State Re- yes, Empire State Wrestling Empire State Wrestling, okay. Which I came upon this because as I was looking around one of the things I noticed was Butcher and Blade and I realized the two of them had come from here. So I was like I'm not ah. going to do a match with those two but I'll see what they've got. So I decided to do Dave Bennett versus let me make sure this, it is yes, no it's Daniel Garcia versus Kevin Bennett. Okay. So, this match first started off, and they both come into the ring. First one to come into the ring is Garcia, who is obviously the heel. His nickname is Red Death. Oh, good. And uh, I'm sure as that's he's that coming to well. the ring, the Mouncers just hit me with the fact that he is a upcoming wrestler who's only 19 years old, and he wants to break into the title scene for the first time, and he thinks that uh, he's put everyone on watch, so he wants to go after Bennett. Okay. And then the announcers hit me with the fact that Garcia said, and I quote, that he was going to beat Bennett in front of his pregnant wife, who would be his ringside, as well as his family, who would be watching on this match. <laughs> like he was just going to beat him up in front of them and win. I was like, wow, we're just going right here for this. Okay. Oh, my God. It's like, damn. Brutal. He's like, listen, listen, listen. I'm going to win this title, and I'm going to beat him in front so of his pregnant wife and children. It wasn't even the, for a title. Like, it was whoa. A I was like, 
wow, okay. Like, whoa, take it easy, so, man. Kevin Bennett comes in. He is His uh, nickname is the Remix of Pro Wrestling. I think he weighed like 400 beats per minute or something like that. Which I, <laughs> I like i love i love when wrestlers do that where it's like weighing in and it's just like something like yeah like with um uh private party it's like 16 ounces of vodka cranberry or like, for orange or, cassidy it's like yeah. weighing in it whatever mm-hmm. or like jervis who's like three thousand butterflies or something like that yeah like like i love when wrestlers do that uh war horse is i think four thousand pounds of pure heavy metal i love it <laughs> so the match starts off and Garcia immediately goes up in Bennett's face. Like the two, the ref has to pull him apart, and then, if I recall correctly, right when the bell starts, Garcia throws his shirt at Bennett's face, and the two of them just immediately proceed to kick the shit out of each other. Oh, those are my favorite ones, where it, where it starts off like a hockey fight. Yeah, chops, strikes, kicks, everything. They literally were all beating the crap out of each other. They went to the outside immediately, and like one thing to note that I didn't that I haven't mentioned is the outside area is not very big. It's not wide. It's very narrow. So okay. when Bennett got up onto the apron, I was like, what is he going to do? And he, this dude backflips onto Garcia. And I'm like, you had the smallest amount of space to not move. You, you did, did not that. have, you, t- you did not have the room for that. I'm like, you didn't have, you didn't need to do that, but I'm impressed that you did it. Nonetheless. And if I recall correctly in the end, as Bennett's recovering from this, Garcia runs up and just nails him in the face with a nasty boot. And he gets Damn. control of it for a bit. And if I recall correctly, Garcia then proceeds to be in control for a bit, working over Bennett, just being disrespectful, pinning him by, like, putting his hand over his face when he pins him, like, bad-mouthing him the whole time. And the announcers are like, oh, man, he's really just being super disrespectful. And if I recall correctly, it is then that they reveal that Bennett was the previous champion of the promotion, and he had just lost it and was rebounding from a loss. And I was like, oh, that's why Garcia's doing this. I'm like, okay. So if I recall correctly... Let me see. Ah, yes. <laughs> so, um, Garcia's beating him up. He's working him down. Really heavy strikes. Like, really, like, if I recall correctly, he starts doing, like, these jumping knees where he, like, runs up and knees him. And he's doing these, uh, he's, like, shouting every time he does these knees, if I recall correctly. As he's doing, like, really, like, martial arts stuff. Bennett eventually makes a comeback when, uh, he's in a corner. He's in a corner, and I believe Garcia runs at him. He gives him a boot, and then he proceeds to like you know when wrestlers like run off the ropes and they hit the guy and then they run across and they go to the other rope and then come back and hit them again. Mm-hmm. Bennett just started doing that basically. Damn. And it was some nasty stuff. And then as he's running back, he goes to the other corner, run towards it. Garcia comes out of nowhere with the nastiest John Woo dropkick I've ever seen. Like he flew and Bennett went flying when he hit this thing. I was like, oh damn. This match just kept going. They oh yeah, that's what it was. After this was when he started doing the strikes and he started choking him out on the ropes. And then Garcia slaps Bennett's back. And it just fired him up. Whew. And the two of them got into this brawl again, because this match at this point, as you can tell, is just a straight up mugging between the two of them because disrespect because Garcia was just being the most disrespectful little shit that he could be. The fu- I believe at the end of this, Bennett gets the uphand by doing this really cool, like, running forearm to the back of his head, which knocks him over, and I was like, that was, I was like, alright, that's cool. Then, uh, he starts working the ropes where he, uh, he puts Garcia up in the ropes, he runs, he slides underneath, sweeps his legs, jumps over, stomps on his back, then goes to the inside of the rope, does a 619, and then lands on his back. Which is really cool looking, because I'd never seen someone do an inverted 619. 
that's crazy. Yeah, like, Bennett really went off here, and then he started to proceed to work over the back. And props to the announcers here, because they're the ones who gave me the context. They also mentioned that the reason why he's working over his back is because Garcia likes doing submissions, and that he has influences from Minoru Suzuki, and he can't get submissions on if his back is hurting. And I was Fair. like, I was like, oh, that explains the nasty chops. And there's um, there's a point where, uh, <laughs> if I recall correctly, Garcia, like, uh, it'll be later in the match, but he does the classic Minoru Suzuki where he grabs the guy by the, the chin, and he just keeps slapping him in the chest over and over Oof. again. So that's later on, if I recall. That's so brutal, dude. It looked like it hurt. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, then there's a spot where, uh, if I recall correctly, Garcia hits a amazing tornado DDT off of him, followed by Bennett then hitting him with a jackhammer, and the two of them are then down for a bit. Yes, and this is it. They both of them get up and start wailing at each other, which then ends up um, the Minoru Suzuki chop by Garcia, which is then where they mention it, and I was like, wow, it's like that is great. Then Bennett hits the most insane cutter I think I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. He literally jumped up on the bottom rope, Sprung up so high, I thought he was going to hit the ceiling of this tiny room, and just nailed this cutter. Like, Garcia only, like, full plank into the ground and then died. I was like, that was... I was like, that was great. Fantastic. That sounds sick. It was really impressive. I was like, oh my god. Then, uh, Bennett went up to the top to go, uh... Oh. Well, and that was it, yes. Bennett went to pin Garcia here. And I actually thought that Garcia was going to lose because the commentators literally exploded when the when he did this. And I didn't know what he guys finish was. And the count was so close to the three. It was so close. And I was really impressed by that. The, the two and the two and like nine eights. Yeah, like as in like the ref's finger was like, it was like less than a pinky away from the mat, basically. <laughs> then afterwards, Bennett went up to the top and he tried to do a, like, I think it was like a backflip or something on Garcia. But Garcia caught him in a rear naked, which he then... If I recall correctly, he started, like, ragdolling him up off the ground, and then he put him into a pile driver and hit the pile driver on him, and again, the the crowd exploded, and the commentators were like, oh my god! Thought the match was over. Nope, wasn't. He actually kicked out of that, too. I was like, I don't even know what to do anymore. I'm like, this match has hit me everywhere, and I don't know what, what's going on. This but match sounds like it was absolutely insane. It was. The ending, now we're at the ending sequence. Fin- finally, we're at the ending sequence. The two of them were brawling on the top rope, basically. Uh, they're fighting and fighting. If I recall correctly, uh, Garcia put Bennett up there, and then Bennett was fighting him. And then Bennett proceeded to hit what I only could call a pop-up swinging neckbreaker off the top rope for the win. Oh, it wow. Sick. He was great. Then there was a nice little promo from Pepper Parks, who all you know as the Blade in AEW. As oh, nice. he's, he's just eating lunch and just talking shit about Bennett, about how he beat him <laughs> in under six minutes, and that if he wants his rematch, he can have it, but he better be sure of it because he's... He's going to lose. He's not even worried about it. It was great. Each guy looked so determined throughout this match to win. Like, they really beat each other down and did everything they could. This match Mm -hmm. easily gets a mark out for me. I was so pleased with this match. Nice. Watch this match. It is free on YouTube. Just look up David Bennett versus – Kevin Bennett versus Daniel Garcia. Sorry, I'm getting the names (laughs) confused from Empire State Wrestling. It's so goddamn good. You keep you you've you've invented a new character for them now. It's exactly. David David Bennett is going to debut like next week. And yeah. Empire State oh my Empire God. State Wrestling. I was literally like at the end of that I was like I don't know what I'm going to do after. I was like that was everything I wanted and more. Yeah, that sounds sweet. Uh all right, I guess let's get into the next match. Yeah. Um, oh. After after that wild <sighs> wild uh experience we just had. Mm-hmm. All right. So my next match is 
Diana Perrazzo taking on Jordan Grace at Slammiversary 2020. Now, this match is pretty recent. Mm-hmm. This match happened like a month or two ago, I'm pretty sure. Um, and I wanted to watch it live, but something came up and I missed it and I was very upset. No. Uh, but I remember being very excited about this match, and then as soon as I saw it was free on YouTube, I was like, well... <laughs> Easy. Why not? <laughs> so, I jump right into this match, and from the from the jump, they beat the crap out of each other. Like, <laughs> This is what we like to see. So they beat the crap out of each other. These two were so back and forth this whole match. It was just like, Jordan, Deanna, Jordan, Deanna, Jordan, Deanna. They were... It was nuts. They just beat... They absolutely did everything they could to each other. Deanna, Deanna, though, was playing a very technical game. Mm-hmm. Jordan was going for pure power and just, like, throwing Deanna around, slamming her, hitting her with big... Which is expected, because she's, yeah. you know, thick, thick mama pump. Exactly. But Deanna was playing the, the technical game, which I thought was smart. She was working Jordan's arm mm-hmm. literally all match. Like, there wasn't a gotcha. point where she wasn't working Jordan's arm. Like, it was every opportunity she could. Mm. Almost every move she hit was, like... Arm, 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 target the arm, target the arm, because she has that cross-arm breaker submission. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a sick moment where she got the arm when Jordan was going for a suplex. Yeah. And she stops it, jumps up, g- like grabs Jordan on the head, brings her down, and then rolls into a cross-arm breaker. Oh, my God. It was God. nutty. I was like, bro, what? <laughs> like, Sounds insane. It was crazy. There was so many spots where I was just like, wow. But, yeah. Uh, this was, like, an absolute war between these two. Like, they kicked the absolute crap out of each other for this. Oh, did I mention it was for the Knockouts title? Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah I remember Jor- this Jordan Grace, the now. Knockouts champion, was defending against Deanna Perrazzo. Uh, so this was a war for that belt. Like, Deanna absolutely brought it. Jordan absolutely brought it. And these two were absolutely just beating the crap out of each other. There was one point where they, uh... They knock each other out, and the ref gets, like, to eight before they both get up and start just punching each other in the face again. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Um, but in the end, uh, Deanna does end up winning, uh, hooking hooking in a double – she has, like, a double arm hook submission almost. Mm-hmm. Like, she, like, has Jordan like this, and she just has both of her – it looked brutal. It looked brutal. Yeah. And, uh, Jordan was selling it like death also, uh, and she ends up tapping out and – Deanna wins the knockout championship. That match, this match was wild from from start to finish. I was like, wow, because Jordan was throwing everything she had at Deanna, and Deanna was working Jordan's arm like crazy. These two were both just absolutely beating the crap out of each other. There was one sequence Jordan had that I thought that the, it was over. She had like a, it was like a scoop slam to like a hip attack in the corner to the, like a, a Vader bomb almost off the top. It Dang, and Deanna kicked out. It was like what? How it's, it was wild. This mm-hmm. match was great. I gave it. It was an easy mark out for me. This match. I'm just gonna get. I'm just gonna get right to it. We, no, no, no more bullshit. It's it's a mark out. <laughs> this match was so good. Uh, it's it's free on YouTube. Go watch it. It was sick. Oh man, wow. Good. This is a good week this week. Yeah, we're like flying by too. Mm. All right, well, folks, if you thought the last match was a doozy for mine, uh, God, do I? You were in for a ride for the match that I picked. So the context here was. When I was looking for tag team wrestling last week, and I picked Sumerian Death Squad's match, Mikey here sent me a link and said, here's a match that's a really good tag match that he watched for the Indy 500. He's like, "Don't even, you don't even need to watch for this podcast. Just w- watch this match. So I said to myself, all right, I'll watch this match for the podcast. I'm like, I have nothing. You, you don't have to watch this match for the podcast. You know what? Fuck you. I will watch this yeah, match exactly. for the podcast, I was like, you know Mikey. What? Like, I didn't want to know anything about it, so I clicked on the link. 
And I got brought to a Ring of Honor match. I believe what was there? It was um. Oh my god, what was it? Uh, it was the Ring, it was of, Ring Honor of Honor Supercard, and Dragon Supercard of Honor Gate. of 2006. Dragon Gate was doing an appearance there, I yeah. believe. The match is Do Fixer versus Blood Generation. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Blood Dragon consists of Yoshino, which is the man is the fastest man on the ropes. Sima, who is the leader of the group, you'll know him because he has the tassels, and Naruki, who is the um, the guy with the uh, more like the uh, I think it's like a plastic kind of like. We know uh, Chima from the we know Chima and T Hawk from AEW. Yep, and uh, then you have Do Fixer, which is Saito, which is a guy who has like kind of like these like half tiger, half like black shorts. I'm describing this in the match. If you see them in the ring, you'll know who I'm talking about. Dragon Kid, who is very obviously dressed like a dragon, it's a luchador, and Horiguchi, which is this older looking guy. I think he has like I want to say his pants kind of remind me of Guy Fieri's shirt, if I'm remembering this correctly. <laughs> that's that's fair. <laughs> So they're like black with like flames on them, right? Yes, that is or actually something like that. Yeah, it looks like it looks like a Guy Fieri shirt yeah. from like Diner Shrivens and Dives. Exactly. Big up to the commentators by the way for this match because they introduced this the these groups and told me how like these groups both fought in Dragon Gate. They're a faction that don't like either one of them, and I was like, okay, I'm like that's good. They also told uh, thing I know about this match before I start is that tag rules that are normal tag rules uh, do not apply. These are Dragon Gate tag rules, which means you don't need a tag to be legal in this match. You just have to run in. Which is wild. It is, because literally at any point in the match, someone can just run in and just... It makes it makes for such a crazy match. <laughs> like... It's insane. Okay. All right, got it. All right, guys. You're going to have to... For those of you listening, you're going to have to... You're going to have to bear with me, because this is like being in the eye of Tornado and being asked to describe the best way... And the best way what happened when you were watching it fling around you. All right. I'm going to make this fast, as fast and as quick as I can, because I can't do this match justice just with this. Beginning of the match showcases each man's strengths briefly uh, before we start to just kick the match into complete overdrive. Like, Yoshino does his uh, spiel where he runs across the ropes super fast. It's literally insane if you ever watch it. I've never seen someone clear the ropes that fast. Luch- uh, Dragon Kid has a really smooth Hurricane Rana on Naruki, if I recall correctly. And followed by, um, I think it might be a dive or something like that. But after this, the match literally kicks into high gear and it never stops. It There is not a moment in this match where there is... Nothing crazy happening. Let's see. If I recall correctly, Do Fixer is in charge at this point. So they start doing double teams where um, they do a uh, – that's what it is. They do a variety of bulldogs to uh, Yoshino, uh, the smaller guy, before they do this cool spot where they, like, lift uh, Dragon Key up in, like, a back – like a uh, – you know, like a backdrop. They lift mm-hmm. him up like that, and then they flip him, and he does goes into a drop kick, and they all drop kicked him in the face. There's a point where uh, – where Dragon Kick is on the chop rope, and was on the top rope when Duke Blood Generation gets a little bit more uh, in, I think, after this. They might have gotten this actually before Duke Fiction, I'm thinking about it. Where uh, It's a cool spot where Naruki chops Dragon Kid on the chest, and as he falls back, Sima just kicks him in the back of the head, so he comes back up, and he gets hit again with a chop. It's cool. Oy. Cool double team that I never, I haven't really seen. Let's see. I love the team moves in this match. That's one thing that like really blew me away, is just like... How crazy all of, like the, the the triple moves and the double oh, team moves so were! Smooth to it was thing. nuts. Like they worked together. They all worked together as a team. Really, really oh, well. Yeah. And it was Another insane. Thing to note that I haven't really that I've glossed over that there is not a single bad looking move in this match. It is right? so <laughs> buttery smooth. Everything looks like it hurts. Everything looks so good. I was blown away. Oh my god. Let's see. Oh yeah. So after the um, if you remember, I said Dragon Kid had the uh, the chop spot. And do fix that the thing. What uh, the next big thing happened is that Sima gets uh, him in a backdrop, Dragon Kid, 
And instead of doing a backdrop, he just chucks him across the ring. <laughs> yeet! Looked like it sucked. <laughs> Unfortunately, he just said, yeet! Yeah. Unfortunately, Sima then gets, uh, I think if I recall correctly, uh, Saito jumps in from Doofix when they start uh, double-teaming Sima a bit before uh, Naruki saves him from a submission he's in. After that, Naruki and him have a chop fight, which I love, where they just smack each other's chests over and over chop again. Chop fight, chop fight. Exactly. Saito wins that. Then there's a uh, cool... Let me see what I have here. That's it. Uh, it that's the cool uh, drop <laughs> see. Spot. Let's see what else I have here. Yeah, that's exactly. Like, I have a that's full it. list here of guys of stuff that spoke out to me. That was the cool dropkick spot I was talking about before. The uh, the other spot I was thinking about, if I recall correctly, is like, you know, like you do like a bulldog, but you go on someone's knee instead? Yeah. It's like that, that, and then when Yoshino fell on the ground, you know, they someone runs, they just dropkick someone in the face. Yeah. That was what Doofixer did. I'm remembering this now, because there's a lot, Matt, as you can tell. Yeah, this match is a lot. This Followed is, by that cool spot. It just spot. gives you so much. Oh, dude, it's insane. Then um, So much happened so quickly. They, uh, oh, God. So then after that... The next spot that I can think of was uh, a cool spot by Blood Generation. Where all right, so Horiguchi, the g- the guy with the Guy Fieri pants, has like he doesn't have a ton of hair on his head. He's a bit bald, but he has like a tiny bit of hair. Blood Generation all decide to have a spot where they just grabbed his hair and just chucked him from one corner to the other, and then proceed to let the other ones keep doing that to him over and over again. Ouch! Oh, it it looked like it sucked. There was another thing where they um they put Horiguchi like his face first like into the uh, like just below the middle turnbuckle. And <laughs> if I recall correctly, it was um, which one is it again? Because I'm keeping this. Yoshino ran and drop kicked him in his back and his ass, which then sent his face into the turnbuckle, like the of uh, the pole. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of cool. And then let's see, I have a whole thing here. Yeah, so he went to the post, followed by uh, let's see. Ah, yes. They then uh, decided to do a spot where they ah yes they basically they put. Um, Horiguchi on the ropes where he's like got his arms over the ropes they lifted him up and then Sima jumped down and did a double stomp to him while he was on like hanging between like off the, off the top rope that was cool mm-hmm. then, at this point now Horiguchi if you've noticed has taken a lot of punishment he then gets the hot tag the room literally exploded when to Saito and it went, the room went absolutely ballistic when he got this like I was so hyped Saito and then Sima then faced off and then <laughs> So Saito gets his little, like, his uh, hot tag in where he, like, fends them all off. And then there's this disgusting spot where he goes for a Hurricane Rana. But, uh, or, uh, Sima goes for a Hurricane Rana, right? And uh, earlier in the match, because there's so much going on, he had done this to Saito. So he was, so, um, Saito, knowing this better, do you know what he did to this man? He what? went up and he just dropped him with a powerbomb. It was <sighs> awful looking, but also looked amazing. Like, it looked like it fucking hurt. Mm-hmm. It looked nasty. Followed by that, he then did a trio, a beautiful trio of fisherman suplexes. This shit was picture perfect. That was just... Oh, my God. It was so cool. So then, um... <laughs> so then the Blood Generation that gets a cool spot where they then ran into the ring, as they did. They put Dragon on Saito's shoulders. And then what they did was they, um... They then bulldog Dragon off of Saito. So they forced Saito to... Get fall face first, and then uh, Dragon then ate a bulldog off that too, which I thought was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Then there's a bit more of a back and forth, and then there's a spot where then Naruki, who's now in charge, puts uh, who's now legal in the rings. I think he came in to help Sima out. Puts Saito on his shoulders on the top rope, and then <laughs> well, let me see. Nah, that's just it. Saito put Naruki, which is the guy with the uh, traditional trunks on, on his shoulders. Okay. Right? Because this is this is crucial here. He this then gets crucial, onto the top it. rope. 
So he's on the dude's shoulders on the top rope. Dragon gets up onto the top rope, jumps, does a diving, like jumps off. Hurricane Rana is kind of like the gin and juice of it, but little off of like a uh, like kind of like a electrical chair position, kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then Saito then splashed him. And at this point, because someone in the comments section pointed this out, commentary just stopped talking. They've been commenting the entire match and, like, doing it. They, they just stopped talking. At one point, they're just like, all right, you know what? This match is speaking for itself. The crowd was literally off their foot, going insane. Let's see. What, what else happened at this point? Um, one then started to hit their ring at this point and start doing their signatures. And I don't really know which one each one was, because, but I could tell it was because, like, the typical spot where, like, you hit your signature, you get hit with the other guy's signature, you roll out, you know, that type of sh- that, uh, that bit. Mm-hmm. So then after that... Um, Horiguchi hits a uh, a finisher. His finisher, which uh, oh man, I'm trying to remember what it is. It was a um, it was a uh, I think it was kind of like um, you know, Sheamus's like Iris Curse. Where he puts uh, actually no, I know what it is. Um, he puts his in like an Alabama slam. He then grabbed Seema's head and he jumped and he hit him with that. But uh, as I said before, they were working Horiguchi the entire match, so he had to struggle to get this pin, which he of course kicked out of. And I have to also mention here. The amount of false finishes in this match is off. Is insane, the right? Chain. There's so many times where the ref literally hits the bat for three, but the guy was already kicking out at the very last second, so it was fucking two. I was so many times I was like popping off, like what? It's like what is happening right that's now? That's what happened. That's what happened to me when I first watched this match. Like every near fall, I was just like, "Are you getting me? This match isn't over yet." Oh my god! Holy crap! So back like... into it. Blood generation took over. Again, they started to, they threw Horikoshi in the corner with his back facing out to the ring, and they started to, like, run and keep hitting him in the corner, which ended with Seema hitting him with a backbreaker, because they had worked his back the whole match, so he was just, he, he, he was dead, pretty much. Then, um... I'm, I'm reading the comments for this now, and they're great. There's one that just says, is this match sped up? My <laughs> lord. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Then, then Yoshino hit the, um, the, the move I was just thinking about with Sheamus, the, the, uh, the white noise, you know that move that he hits? Mm-hmm. He hits that on Dragon Kid. Kid barely picked out. And finally, folks, finally, we are at the finishing sequence. So Saito gets Dragon <laughs> on his... Sh- he gets- there, there's like 30 different spots that could have been the finish, but this one is actually it. Yes. So, yes, Naruki gets Dragon on his shoulders. And at this point now, by the way, they were on, like, the top rope, sort of. And they- before this, they were on the... Uh, Naruki and uh, him were on the top rope. And the crowd was literally planting before this. The before the finish, please don't stop. Which I thought was oh, yeah. hilarious. Dragon then countered. Uh, so then he gets him on his shoulders. Dragon countered it with a cool looking cutter I have written down here. I can't remember it because there's so much going on. And then followed with his finisher as I now realized it. Which was a Dragon Rana. Smooth as hell. Pinned him. I was just like. When I finished this match, I had to, wa- I had to walk around my room for a bit. Because I was so amped from this match. In case you can't I tell. I told you. I told you you would. This match. I said, I said that exactly. I was like, after you watch this match, you're going to want to get up and, like, go walk around outside or something. Because you're going to be, like, all, like, just overflowing with adrenaline. I'm overflowing with it right now. And I just commentated the match. In case you can't tell. Eh, it's a miss. No. Mark out. Watch, watch this, this match. It is match. free on YouTube. Watch it. It's free on YouTube to watch. It's only, like, 16,000 views. Watch it. It is ballistic it is there's not a lot of story to it i will give it that it is a spot fest arguably but it is a damn good spot it is so good it doesn't even need a story it's amazing love this match so much 
God. Oh man, this match was in- this match is just insane. You oh. definitely go definitely go check it out. Clearly, we we both love it. it oh. It's just it, uh, it it was just something special, man. Like it there was there was some there was something in all those guys that night, and they were like, we are going to put on. The most insane wrestling match in the universe. Oh, I don't know. I'm gonna have to watch. And they game and they that. did. They they delivered. It's definitely heavily. It's like out of every match, out of every wrestling match I've ever watched in my entire life, that's like easy top three. Probably oh, could be number one. Dang man, I mean I can't even blame you honestly. That match was a whole other breed of beast that I was not anticipating at all. It was nuts. That match was nutty. It was like that was like one of the most insane things I've ever seen in my life. All right. Well, God. we can't. We can't. We, we listen. We can. We can rant about this match for another like two hours, but we're not gonna. We're not gonna bother with that. Go yeah. check it out for yourself. Go I rant could on not, your own. Go, that my summary does not do go this experience it for yourself. Yes. Yeah, go experience it. Um. So next up, uh, we're going. We're getting into the match that we both checked out this week. Yes. Uh, and we checked out Rockstar Spud versus Martin Kirby, uh, which is, is a very weird follow-up to what we just yeah. talked about. <laughs> it was from uh, um, Preston City Wrestling, in case you were wondering. Yes, yeah, from also Preston City Wrestling. YouTube. And also, for those who don't know, Rockstar Spud is good old Drake Maverick. Yes, he is. He was uh, he was Spud in uh, TNA back when TNA was uh, still at EC3 and stuff like that. So I was I was like, okay. I'm like, I'm down to see it, and I've heard good things about Martin Kirby in the past. I've never seen a match yeah, of his. Yeah, but... I, I, that's why I sent this match, because I was like, I want to watch a Martin Kirby match. Martin Kirby recently retired, maybe like a month or two ago. Oh, did he? Yeah, he, well, not maybe like a month or two ago, but like recent, recent-ish, he oh. retired, he, he, he announced his retirement. But I wanted to watch a Martin Kirby match, because I was like, man, I, I've seen some great Martin Kirby matches in the course of Indy 500, and I want to, I want to introduce you to my, to Martin Kirby, who was one of who is a great wrestler and one I really, really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So this match, so, th- so this match, like you said, is from Preston City Wrestling. Uh, what do you think about it? I thought this match was hilarious. Honestly, <laughs> it was pretty funny. It like, was pretty good. And this was primarily, for my in my opinion, Drake Maverick playing. I don't know role. why I was like, I don't know why I didn't expect it to be a comedy match when literally Drake Maverick was in it. But <laughs> I guess that was my own fault. I love Drake Maverick here so much. Him co- talking to the crowd, him complaining, him just acting like a little shit was. He just, was being a complete chicken shit heel. It was, match, but it was it was in the funniest way he could have. Um, it's this match does start off slow though because of that because he's like in and out of the ring a lot. He's like yes. trying to delay the fight a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it starts off pretty slow, but it does speed up and get pretty good. Yeah, I will say the opening bit with the jacket was hilarious. Like so, the, yeah, the context Chris Kirby puts on. He threw the jacket at Kirby, and th- Kirby tried to put it on, and he did. He couldn't, and he asked him how small he was, and he's like, "I'm not small." <laughs> and the crowd then started to make fun of him and called him a midget, and he's like, "No, I'm just a very small man," which I thought was <laughs> hilarious. Oh man, it's so good. I, if I recall, and the ref, the ref has to like take the jacket away yeah, from Kirby because he's like, "Get my jacket off right now! Yeah. Get me my property!" Oh god, what, else, what? Let me think. What else happens after this? Um. The two then locked up for a bit, and if I recall correctly, then Spud did the whole thing where he was like, ref, get him off of me. Mm-hmm. Except since it wasn't fast enough, he shoved the ref, and then the ref just sent him flying across the ring. And yep. then Kirby started to act like the ref. He's like, he's like, no, no, he's like, you, you gotta, he's like, he was, I thought it was just funny, because like, he just sent him flying. Yeah. 
I mean, anyone can send Drake Maverick flying or Rockstar Sword flying. Very He's well. so tiny. He's so small. Exactly. I will say also, to add on to this, the selling for this match is very over the top, which I was completely fine with. Yes, it, it was definitely definitely over the top for sure. There was uh, some chops from Kirby that sounded like they just rang throughout the entire yes. arena. Oh, there and Drake literally sold it like you just stabbed him in the chest and said, all right, yeah. go to that corner now. Yeah, that was wild. Uh, I like how... There's where there's one point where it turns around and Spud is like getting the offense in and like kind of like doing heel things on Kirby and getting mm-hmm. all the offense in, and then he goes outside the ring, and gets distracted by a hot girl in the crowd, yeah. <laughs> oh. and then goes back in trying to impress her, and then that's when Kirby ends the match. Oh my god! Yeah, because when he first showed up, I, I actually remember this. On his entrance, which by the way took forever because he did, he had, what was it, was it Living so on a Prayer? Was that the song that he had? <laughs> yes, it was so he long. He posed at the entr- at like the apron until the song eventually stopped, which was, I was just like, wow, this is feeling like forever. I'm like, good thing to make people hate you. But like, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because while he was walking around the ring, he saw this girl and he pointed at her and he said, show me a bit of your, your bits. Yeah, he, was, he was telling her to lift her shirt up and she was like, no, it's not happening. <laughs> he was being an asshole. He was being a complete asshole. And when he came back to her, he was like, give me a little kiss. She's like, no, you have a match. She's like, I don't give a shit. He's like, what? Then he came and, in and just... Yeah, that's what ends up costing him the match. Which uh, was pretty funny, actually. Yeah, Kirby got a... Uh, I forgot what Kirby hit him with. Hold but... on, I, I actually think I might have wrote this down. Uh, let's see. Um, any sequence? Ah, yes. So, Spud tries to go for the sweet chin music and he gets caught by Kirby. And Kirby's just holding him there and he's like... Eventually, he goes from stop it to, oh, come on, because he knows Kirby's about to hit him with his finisher. Mm-hmm. And then Kirby hits him with uh, the famous sir, I believe it is, for the win. Yes, and then ends up winning the match, uh, which I, I thought it was. Re- I thought this match was really well done. It was really quick. It was kind of. It was funny. It had its moments. Short, sweet to the point. Didn't overstay its exactly. welcome at all. Exactly. Short, short, sweet to the point. The only thing that overstayed its welcome was Spud's entrance, but that's a different story. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Oh man! Um, yeah, it was good. Uh, did I guess they had a copyright issue with Kirby's theme yeah. song because Kirby had, um... Kirby entered the silence. Yeah, and the every so for like there's a bit... like like as soon as Kirby like made his entrance, the entire video went silent. Yeah, they had to wait for it to stop playing, and then at the end, I believe they just stopped caring because they just were like, whatever. Play they just played it anyway. Yeah, I was like, all right, well that's what we're doing. Oh man. Yeah, this match was good. It was, it, was, it wasn't. It was like it was. It wasn't like insane mm-hmm. like the last match, obviously, but it was fun. My highlights for me were Drake Maverick. I just thought Drake Maverick was hilarious in this match. So, yeah, he, yeah, he he definitely carried. I do though want it does make me though bits, want to see. I, a, I like I like Martin Kirby yeah. and what he does. I want to see it. It it does make me want to watch a Martin Kirby match where uh, like it's like more of like it's very similar to uh the Jarvis match that we did that we did before. It's like it makes me if anything go like all right. Because Kirby, I want to say, really played into Drake Maverick, and it made the match so much better. So I kind of want to see yeah. what like another match of his now. I've seen some good Kirby matches, some Martin Kirby matches, where it's not just comedy matches. Like he just, or it's just two guys just beating the absolute crap out of each other. I think there was one where it was, I want to say it was Martin Kirby and Will Osprey was insane. Ooh, I could see that. Will Ospreys. I'm trying to remember some other stuff, but there was some there was some crazy matches he was in that I remember watching and that I like that I liked a lot. Mm. I would I'd say for me I'd give this match a meh. Yeah, I agree with that. Nothing awful about this match. Nothing awful about this match, but nothing nothing insane about it either. Nothing that makes you pop off. Just a fun fun match. Fun Go check match. it out if you want. Yeah, Def- definitely definitely not a waste of time. God. Thank God it's on. Uh, God, I love that there's so many matches are free on YouTube because it's so much easier to recommend people this. I know, right? It's so much easier to get into when all these matches are just free and just out there. Exactly. 
since you did your matches, I did my matches, we did our match together. Now, Batista, Zach Batista, it is time for the Double Down, where double we, down. we we revisit a match from last week from the other's perspective. So Zach watched one of my matches. I watched one of Zach's yep. matches. Uh, Zach, you want to start us off here, bud? Of course. So the match that Mikey recommended to me or told me to watch was Tony Storm versus Wesna. Uh, straight off the bat, Wesna's as terrifying as Mikey said. She would probably kill me in an alleyway if I pissed her off. Yeah. This match, her strikes had so much impact, and they looked like they hurt. Like, she... Ooh. I loved it, though. Mm-hmm. This match was good. It was a great match. Like I said, like, once it got to the outside and she got into control and she started working over Tony's arm, it was... It really, like, started to, like, go for it. I will say, by the way, Tony's selling with this arm was god tier. Yeah. There were some points where she had to do a fisherman suplex, so she had to hook it with her good arm and had to put the bad arm away. There was another point in the match where uh, Wesna was walking over to her, and she was trying to, like, move away with her bad arm, only for it to give out as she went to lean on it, which I thought was a really nice touch. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this match was <laughs> it was actually quite smooth. This entire match, like all the wrestling, I was like, "Oh, I'm like this is good." I'm like, "This is good." I'm like, "Weston's doing a really good job of like hitting Tony, and Tony's doing a good job at like working her." I also liked how Tony like started the match off a bit like a bit like, "Oh, you know, I'm, I'm fine. We'll, we'll be fine. I don't really need to go too hard on this." And then Wesna brought it, and she was like, "Oh shit!" I mm. like that. Um, I, I will say since this, you've already gone over this, uh, the finishing sequence was fantastic, man. Isn't it, it's like, so good. The, the way and, the end of that match was sick. The Storm Zero, like, the transition into Storm Zero, I was like, nice. I was like, let's go. Mm -hmm. And I will say, as a side note, the chain wrestling and striking throughout this match was really good. Like, they were both really bringing in. I liked it a lot. Crowd was great. Did nothing but benefit it. They were really behind Tony. Somewhere behind Wesda, and then Wesda moused off to them, and they started yelling at her. And Classic. I classic heel move. It. Classic heel move. The crowd really wanted Tony to win, and it makes it much easier for you to want Tony to win. Mm -hmm. Fun fact about this, actually. I actually forgot the finish when when I was watching this. I actually forgot what the finish was when you told me it last week. So I was like, I actually thought Tony was going to lose. There was a point actually. That's always nice when you're going in blind ish. Yeah, I forgot what Wesna did, but she hit her with some move, and I was like, oh, I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, is Tony going to lose? And she came and she kicked out. Just just the there was points where it was close for sure. It was like where it was like that 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 count was like a eyelash away from being three exactly. And I was like, whew. Yeah, love this match. I give this this match some mark out for me. Yeah, Just me too. Great I, match. I, I kept it a mark out. The match is amazing. Uh, love that match. It's really, really Very good. Very pleased to wa that you had to watch it. Yeah, I'm I'm really glad I recommended it to you. I'm really glad I watched it. I'm really glad I caught it. Uh, I really liked it. Progress always mm -hmm. progress always uh, impresses me with their matches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, progress is good. Yeah. All right, so uh, that leaves me up next, and I believe you gave me Kylie Ray versus Orange Cassidy. Of course, to watch I did. and this match, it's nuts. It's two amazing wrestlers with very great gimmicks and who put their all into their gimmicks, having an insane match. These two absolutely kick the crap out of each other, which is not something I would have expected to say from people like Kylie Ray, Smiley Kylie Ray, and Orange Cassidy, the King of Sloth style. But these two put their absolute heart and soul into this match, but. Not only did they kick the crap out of each other, there was also the comedic relief spots, which were great. Like, love them. Like when you start, like when things started getting too crazy, and you were like, "Oh my god, this is insane!" They would like 
eased the tension a little bit with like a thumb war or like that comedy spot. Like, mm-hmm. and they would just like bring you, they would like basically reset you and just get you all hype again. Like it was like up, down, up, down, up. And it was nuts. Exactly. It was like, like funny, funny, insane, funny, insane. Yeah. It was just back and forth and it just drags you all around and plays with your emotions so well. Um, and it's definitely it's for me. It's like one of those matches where it's like I don't know who I want to win, and I don't think I really care because either one of them would be great as champion. It's the best feeling, honestly. Yeah, uh, this match was nuts. Uh, I gave it a mark out easy. Uh, I absolutely loved it. I also love Orange Cassidy how he just walks into this match and he's like, "You wanna?" Holding up his yeah. backpack, he's like, "Yeah," and he's like, "He's like that's how you're gonna challenge for a title match." Just like, "You wanna?" You wanna fight or something? I guess. Kylie Ray's oh, like, "Yeah." So cool. Oh, I loved Ky- I loved both of them in this match a ton. God, this match is good. <laughs> this match is so good. Uh, go watch it. It's an absolute banger. Uh, go check out Kylie Ray versus Orange Cassidy free on YouTube from Beyond Wrestling. This match rules, and I will praise it every time it comes up. <laughs> oh man, what a good week we had this week! Right? What a good week we had. We didn't have a single miss it this week. I don't think we did. No, we did not. We didn't have a single miss it. We we reviewed only good, to, uh, okay to amazing matches. That's all that you can ask for when we yeah. search through the, these waters for the hidden gems. W- one day we're going to get the all mark out episode, and it's going to be nuts. Oh, uh, it'll be absolutely insane. Just The whole episode is just going to be labeled, watch these matches. Just watch yeah. them. Yeah. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of uh, the episode here. Uh, we, we went through the fl- we went through the, the double down. We, bo- we all reviewed all of our matches. Uh, so now it's time we get to the plugs, I guess. So uh, go check out Hit the Books every Thursday and keep coming in every Wednesday here for another episode of Independent Waters. And every fr- – I'm sorry, not every Thursday. Every Friday we have Hit the Books over on the Hit the Books uh, podcast, podcast feed. Yeah, over on the Hit the Books network. Uh, you can find Hit the Books, me and Ryan Knightsey's, uh SmackDown vs. Raw booking show. You can find us, Independent Waters. Uh, and – a bunch of other shows that are coming down the line. Possibly, we've been a lot. Of, we've had a lot of ideas thrown around, and I'm very excited to uh, oh to get some more content on here. But uh, we'll save it for a surprise. No, <laughs> we'll, we'll leave you that little tease, folks. So go subscribe to this independent feed. This independent waters independent feed. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Yeah, follow follow, follow us on Twitter at Hit the Books Pod, uh, where we share our thoughts on the wrestling universe with you, and just generally share our thoughts on the world around us and you can go check out our website hdbpod.com where you can find everything that has to do with the hit the books network and yeah i think that about does it go give us a five-star review on itunes when you can on this on this feed and on the hit the books feed uh it, it would mean so much to us if you did that it really helps us grow and it really helps us get more reach and share our beautiful gems we found in the independent waters with the rest of the wrestling world so please go do that when you get the chance. Uh, Zach, anything to plug? You know me, Mikey. One of these days I might have a social media. But I'm gonna now, get. I'm gonna get nothing. you one. One day I'm gonna be like Zach. Anything to plug, and you're just gonna have like a list. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna have like a Twitter, and you're gonna be like, <laughs> "What do you mean?" I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna ask you every week until one day it's gonna happen. All right. <laughs> so be that legendary. That brings us to the end of the episode, everyone. Uh, thank you all for watching. Thank you all for tuning in. Come back next week, and remember. There's a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring.
this has been a Countout Podcast.